Pastor John, here's a question for you about academics and pastoral ministry. More than once, you've said that God seems to give special help and insight into the Bible to pressured pastors because they are preparing meals for his bride, the church. Uh, Did that have anything to do with your leaving academics? And did this ultimately prove true for you in the 30 plus years of pastoring at Bethlehem? One of my fears, Tony, in leaving academia was that losing the relative leisure to study, what I mean by that is once you've taught the same courses several times, um, it's it's easier and so you have more time and you have summers. And so the, the academic life seemed to have, to, to offer a kind of leisure to study. One of my fears was that in losing that, I would lose the joy of discovery in biblical texts because I knew that for me, those discoveries required a lot of looking at the text, a lot of time. But in retrospect, it didn't turn out that way. There are there are other factors besides time. Uh, in, the, in the pastoral ministry, There there's not as much freedom to study. That's true. But there are two other more than more than compensating factors. One is the relentless pressure to preach and teach and give devotions and write newsletters and and speak to classes and youth events and seniors events and marriages and funerals and on and on. And at least for me, the pastoral life was a never-ending pressure to feed a group of people with a meal from the scriptures. And I, I suppose I could have viewed it differently than that. I could have collected stories and told all kinds of things. But for me, almost every time I had a chance to speak to any group, it seemed my job was to take the Bible and and dig in and find something nourishing, find a meal for the people and, and feed them the meal. And the continual pressure to get those meals ready for the people had two effects on me. One was the the need for me myself daily with prayerful desperation to be in the word to find treasures and food for my soul you you can't run your pastoral car on yesterday's gas you you might you might fill it with the same text every day for 5 days but you got to fill it you've got to put that text in there consciously and and by faith I really felt that the continual danger of drying up spiritually was huge, of waking up some morning and being bored with the Bible and wanting to watch sports on TV instead of study my Bible. And fortunately, by God's amazing grace, that never happened. But the fear of it happening, Hebrews 3, take heed lest there be an evil heart leading you away. The fear of that happening kept me praying over the word with with tremendous pleas for light. Lord, please don't let that happen to me. Give me light. So that's that's one effect of that pressure. It it forced me over the text into it every day for my soul. And and the other effect of all that pressure to find nourishment for the flock was to keep me looking at the book in in preparation for all those events. And specifically, looking with a view to find tasty, nourishing food for the people. It had to be nourishing for their faith, or they wouldn't grow. And it needed to be tasty, because it's a sin to be dull with the Bible. It's a sin to be insipid and boring, and you just drive people away. And that pressure was, in in my mind, 
It's only a golden gift to me. It more than compensated for the more extended times of of study in academia. And and there was there was one other compensating factor it seems to me that has made all the difference um for the loss of of leisurely study in in academia. All my preparations felt less like academic discovery for a guild to assess than like finding rations for hungry troops who will not survive the battle if I don't feed them well. This pastoral orientation um, of, of finding food for the, for the troops in all those sermons and devotions and homilies for marriages and funerals and commencements and retreats and all kinds of things, that gave me a huge sense that God was for me in this study. He loves his flock. He wants to feed them. And I felt that's what I was doing. I've, I've been bedeviled all my life by second-guessing my motives. So it was, it was a great help to me to say to the Lord in my preparations, Father, as much as it lies within me to know my own heart and to put to death selfish motives, I renounce the desire to be thought wise or clever or smart. And I set my face now to find wonderful food for your people, for their joy and their faith and their hope and and their boldness and their healing and their perseverance and their holiness and, and their worship. And to the degree that God gave me the love to actually feel that, my confidence level increased that God would give me something for them. He would open this text and make things obvious to me that I couldn't see any other way. So leaving academia was, I think for me, a, a great gift. And I want to be sure to say here, because I've got a lot of friends in academia, I am not saying that if you stay there, you can't have these insights pastorally. You, you can, but for me... I believe with all my heart that I owe most of what I have spoken and written for the good of people. To, I owe it to the fact that God has loved his church and helped me feed them with with wonderful food because of a, a pressured life of going to the pantry and looking and saying, where is it, Lord? Where's, where's the food that you've got prepared for this particular people on this particular night where I'm supposed to give this devotion at this seniors gathering? God has opened things to me I don't think would have been opened any other way. Thank you, Pastor John. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Email your questions to us at askpastorjohn at desiringgod.org. You can visit us online at desiringgod.org to find thousands of books, articles, sermons, and other resources from John Piper, all free of charge. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. Thanks for listening.